Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Welcome back to the show, my friends. I have a special guest on today. Her name is Katie, and she is actually a pediatrician that has turned stay-at-home mom. Uh, she has practiced in pediatrics for 11 years, and she made the choice to be a stay-at-home mom for her most important job, which is her family. Uh, she has four kiddos, and she has actually served in the Army. And Katie knows what it's like to be a busy mom. So she actually has started a mom's group where she helps moms with the overwhelming questions of motherhood and to gain confidence and clarity in those choices. So Katie, thank you so much for being on the show. And I am going to hand it over to you if you will just tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you for having me. I am uh, Dr. Katie Gibson. I am a currently a stay-at-home mom and new entrepreneur, but I practiced pediatrics as a board-certified pediatrician for about 11 years. Actually practiced in three different states mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and even a deployment in Iraq during that time since I did do my residency with the military. And so we've moved around a bit and we came back to Minnesota, which is where I'm from. My At that point, I had been working for five years here in Minnesota and I just decided that, you know what, I have four kids at home. <laughs> Medicine is a difficult place to be right now, especially in primary care. And they were just pushing me more and more. And I just, God just laid it on my heart that my place was to be home with my family. Mm -hmm. And so through many tears and many, <laughs> you know, lists and comparisons and prayer and you know, whatever else, I um, had this amazing piece when I finally decided that, you know, my place right now was to be home or my family. And that was about three years ago now. Wow. Well, I, I love that because I think uh, we kind of chatted before we hopped on about when we're in the medical field, we often have that security that is in our job and in our career. And when, when we become a mom and we, we have the desire to be that present mom, but yet we, we kind of have our identity in our career. We have to acknowledge that, like you said, like just knowing that God had placed that on your heart and it always comes first. It's God, family, and then your career. So I think that that was an amazing piece of your story where you just listened to your heart and really focused on where you're supposed to be and your priority being your kids, because it can be scary to leave a career that you invested so much 
much time, energy, money, like all of these things that are tied up in your career that you just, people think you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, God placed this on my heart. It, I need to be present and be home with my children. So I love that you shared that piece of your story because I think that is very, very impactful. So I want you to talk a little bit about why you actually left medicine. So there, there were actually multiple reasons and had been kind of building for a while. Um, I can say I might be an oddball because you talk to most physicians and they'll say they wanted to be a doctor from the time they could tell you what they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not like that, actually. And it was kind of the same thing that I felt like God kind of led me to medical school, which made the decision of leaving even harder because you thought you knew the plan, right? Yep. But I actually had no intentions to go into medicine. And I, people kept telling me, you sh- you're going to be a doctor one day, you should be a doctor. And I kind of fell into it that way. So it was never actually my top priority or dream, but being a mom and having a family actually was. And so it's always kind of been there. But we had, when you're in medicine, <laughs> there's a lot of stress and demands, right? Mm-hmm. And, we all know. <laughs> you know, and there's so much and it just gets more and more with each year. And like I said, I practiced in three different states, so multiple different environments. And this most recent one here, it just got to the point where they, the demands increased the compensation decreased mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just meant that my stress increased. And so I loved the people that I worked with. I loved my, the families I cared for and the patients, but they, the demands, they wanted me to see more patients. They wanted me to be on call. I was on call. They wanted me to take as much call as everybody else, even though I was in the clinic part-time, which they were amazing about, but I still had to take that call. And with it being emergency call, no, I could never be alone with my kids when I was on call. Mm-hmm. So weekends when I was on, my husband would be left at home to care for everything when he also was working during the week. Yeah. And so got to be very difficult. And then kind of the final straw was they actually decreased my compensation even more. I lost my benefits and I lost, you know, some of my compensation. I had two babies here at my last job, maternity leave. I would actually lose a significant percentage, like 30 to 40% of my pay was lost for a whole nother year. And so I had so many setbacks. And when you compare (laughs) Four kids in daycare or hiring a nanny, which means you're not raising your own kids mm-hmm. with my guilt and my feeling. So I wanted to be there. I either had to work more to make it worth it, or I had to quit because where I was at was not even beneficial monetarily, even if you count that. So mm-hmm. when you think about I'm still in debt, I did so many years of schooling and training and all of those things. I had to make sure I paid off some of my little bit of my loans when I where I would be penalized with huge fees if I quit early uh, first, but then I just felt it was so important for me to be home. And even though it is stressful to be a stay-at-home mom too, (laughs) it is a different kind of stress and it has definitely made our family, I think, happier in the long run. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that you share that because it is a really, it's a different kind of hard. My background is working in the emergency room. And so when my boys were little, it got to the point where I just could not balance the two. It was just too chaotic at work and then too chaotic at home. So I actually had to leave a career in the emergency room and I started doing things that were more family friendly or had the family friendly hours, like working in the doctor's offices for less pay, worked in home health care for less pay, just so I could have those better hours. But I love that you share that part of your story because we often are in the healthcare realm. We're handcuffed, right? Like we are, we're handcuffed to, to protocols that you have to follow, to demands that you have to meet. And I think all of us in healthcare got into healthcare to help people. And it's sad that our healthcare system kind of focuses more on the money side of things and the amount of patients you see and all of those numbers versus the actual patient and caring for your patient well. And so I think that was very brave of you to listen to your heart because it's scary leaving a career that you've invested so much time and energy. And like you said, money and you have student loan debt. And that is my passion behind this podcast is to help nurses and healthcare professionals learn how to make some passive income. Because I think we ultimately, we all have that, whether it's student loan debt or or credit card debt, or whatever that is, we we're constrained by that. So if we can kind of think outside of the box when it comes to making some money, maybe that looks like you go per diem at your job that you work at. So it frees up your time to be able to do things that you're more passionate about and to kind of really fill your cup to, so it can overflow. So you are a better mom. So you are a more present wife. So you, you're not having that mom guilt and those sort of things. So that's my mission behind this podcast. Can you share with us like what that transition actually looked like for you? Yeah. So I had to give three months notice, which is a very long time Mm -hmm. when you make that decision, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it was a good amount of time to, you know, being in primary care, I had regular patients that I would see. And so that gave me time to kind of tidy things up and say goodbye to everyone and um, do some things like that. But, you know, when we were making this decision, uh, the money thing too, of course, it crossed our mind. We have four kids at home Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm paying on student loans. But you know, when I felt that and we honestly looked at our expenses, if you think about how many more expenses you have when you're working, you know, when I did all the math, it honestly was not, I wasn't making as much as I thought I was because Mm -hmm. you have four kids in daycare and we have, you might um, get takeout more because you're busy. You might, you know, the gas, or maybe you stop for coffee every morning because you're dragging your yourself out of bed. So when you add up all those things that you won't be doing anymore, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. And so that was definitely part of my transition is kind of looking at that and helping us understand that and to trust God, because in all honesty, when I left, my husband got a raise at his job that we didn't know about and it worked out. I mean, it just works out. And so that transition, yeah, was, was really nice. And the kids, of course, it was great for the kids. And then I could be there, you know, if somebody's sick, I don't have to scramble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if um, somebody needs to go to an appointment, or they have an activity, I won't have to, okay, maybe I'll make it maybe I won't I need to call somebody to come get you because I'm stuck at the hospital. <laughs> 
So at first that transition, when I was done, I was just, oh, and I just almost didn't want to do anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, then it sinks in that you're like, well, now what, you know, and now I'm a stay at home mom. This is so different. I don't have my colleagues to visit with. I don't have the patients that are relying on me. I have my family who relies on me. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, a welcome change, but there are certainly things that I missed too, but the transition actually was was not too difficult for me once I made that decision. I think the decision making was the hardest part. Yeah. And I think too, just having faith in that decision and knowing that you're trusting what's on your heart. And so just following through with that, God is always there and he always shows up like your husband getting a raise at his job. I think it's just having that will to trust him, to trust his plan and know that it may not make sense. And it may, like other people may not understand it, but if it's on your heart and you listen to that, then he will always provide. So that part of your story, I just love, love, love. So I did want to touch on, so you transitioned from being a pediatrician to staying at home. Now you're in this new role of being a mom. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your journey from being home to now in the entrepreneurial space? Yeah. Like I said, when I first was done, you know, you just kind of have this enormous sense of this weight is lifted off. And so at first I just, I wanted to do nothing else but to spend time with my kids and to get the sleep I needed to catch up on all these things that I felt like were so rushed and stressful in the past. So for quite a while, I did nothing, to be honest, Mm -hmm. other than care for my family, which felt really good. But then I just started to have this sense like, okay, but I have all this education. I have this, the parts that I missed about my job were connecting with other moms Mm -hmm. and supporting them. I am a huge advocate and supporter for fellow moms and of course my patients. (laughs) And, you know, we, like I said, we have four kids. So that monetary aspect, there's always things coming up. And so, you know, that's another thing I kept thinking about, you know, I used to be a decent contributor to the income and now I'm not at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that, you know, makes you think. And so I dabbled in um, network marketing actually a little bit, but, you know, quickly I learned that's not really where my heart is. It's not really what I wanted to do. And as a stay-at-home mom, I started to be in some of these, you know, moms groups Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Facebook, but I would get so frustrated in a lot of those groups. And I left many of them because for one, there's a lot of clashing and mom shaming and anybody can pose themselves as an expert. So I'd see misinformation Mm -hmm. and I would get so flustered and nobody would know. I mean, who is this person giving me advice? You don't know. And there was a scenario where this mom was getting total misinformation and this child needed to be seen. But of course, she's just asking in a mom's group. (laughs) And so I, you know, reached out to her and she was so thankful because her child then got taken care of because it was a condition that even the provider she was seeing did not know about Mm -hmm. (laughs) and did not think about for her. And so I helped her and she was profusely thankful. And I see all these moms with all these questions and Google is overwhelming. Moms groups are overwhelming. So I decided that I could help with that. (laughs) And so I formed my own moms group and really it came from just that passion to help overwhelmed moms because I I mean, I'm an overwhelmed mom. I know what it's like. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's kind of how I got the idea to create my own space to help moms. Yes, that's awesome. So the name of your book is, or your book, your group is Unfolding Motherhood, correct? Correct. Yes. yes. And has the membership program actually launched for that? Are you in the process? It has. I did a beta launch. So my first little baby launch was um, this last spring. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I have my first few members and, you know, now with the summer being so crazy busy, I'll be doing an, another official launch once school gets started. Once school gets back in and all the moms. Yep. and kind of breathe so, again <laughs> back in the fall but in my free group I go live every week and answer a question that you know gets asked frequently from moms from recommended products to stress to sleep to what do you do if they have a fever when do you have to go in you know I try and answer some of those mom and mom questions so every week I go live in that free group and do that and then the membership is just going to be kind of an extension of that because I feel like like I said Google is overwhelming right and if you don't have any kind of medical background, it's hard to tease out what's appropriate information and what's not. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, to have somebody on your side, or even if you're just overwhelmed, <laughs> that was always my superpower too. And my colleagues would even say, how did, how did you get them to tell you all this information? Like people just like to tell me everything because I am not a judgmental person. I was not one of those pediatricians who would lecture you for too much screen time or <laughs> driving through McDonald's because you were totally stressed. You know, I'm not, we just keep learning. That's what we can do. <laughs> right, right. So I am one who listens, works with moms where they are. And so forming a tighter community where I can really get down and help on some topics is what the membership will really be about. Awesome. So it's the membership is unfolding motherhood club, correct? Yep. The unfolding motherhood club. Yes. Awesome. And I will be sure to link up for my listeners, the link to the free Facebook group, and then also the membership as well. So I think those are great tools for moms because I'm with you. Like I'm a part of several moms group and it is overwhelming to not know the advice. It may be just a innocent question, but if it's revolves around a medicine or a medical question, mm -hmm. like we want to know that we are getting advice from someone that we can trust. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is a great idea to have something like this where it can just kind of, kind of form a community where you have a trusted, experienced medical doctor that can answer your questions when it comes to your kids. Because as moms, we want to do what's best for our kids. We may not take ourselves to the doctor all the time. We may let things go a little bit longer than they should. But when it comes to our kids, I think that we are really diligent about making sure that they get the proper care, making sure that we're doing the right thing, making sure that does this need treatment? Does this not need treatment? And so I think that's awesome that you're able to form that community where moms can have that trusted relationship with you and be able to ask questions freely and know that they're getting the advice from a professional like standpoint. I think that's awesome. So we kind of already touched on this a little bit, but can you dive into a little, maybe a little bit more detail of why you actually started the mom? group. I know we kind of talked about from going to be in a stay-at-home mom to really wanting to, to do something else and knowing that you had this passion for helping moms and children and, and that kind of thing. So can you just dive into that a little bit deeper for us? 
Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I saw so many uh, moms groups that just, and it's difficult, it's difficult to keep them in check, but Mm -hmm. you know, they turn negative so quickly. I am a very positive, optimistic person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that positive kind of energy. And I think that's what moms need when they you know, want to turn to somebody because they're feeling overwhelmed or down or anxious or whatever. They don't need the negativity. They don't need somebody to tell them that, yeah, you're doing things wrong. They need somebody to build them up and somebody to make them feel better and somebody to reassure them and to point them in the right direction. And so I see a lot of moms in these groups just feel kind of lost. And then the other aspect of it, of course, is in recent events, having access to your pediatrician and your healthcare providers is difficult right now. And so sometimes just to be able to say, well, do I really need to go in or I went in, but I only got to ask him, even if things were normal, I know what it's like the pediatricians, like we said, they want us to see more patients in less time, you might not get to ask all your questions at the well check, because maybe you went off on some other tangent, or you had multiple questions, and you forgot to ask what should they be eating right now? Or their growth chart didn't really get explained and you don't understand it. Or I don't want to say silly, but not the main medical questions that might get asked at the appointment, but even just the day to day, like I can't get my child to sit at the table and eat, or even those little things that you would love to ask a pediatrician or another mom or somebody, you know, but you just can't. And I always encourage um, moms to be advocates for their children as well. Like I said, you know, I kind of briefly mentioned that example where this mom was asking about a rash, which in a mom's group, asking medical questions is probably not the best idea if you don't know the audience. But I understand because I know it's overwhelming to wonder, is this something that I need to to look at further or is this normal? (laughs) So those are the kinds of things that that I felt like I could answer. And of course I can't, um, I don't write prescriptions. They're not medical visits. It's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It is another mom's group, but then hopefully they, they get to know me and I am very approachable down to earth. And if you didn't know that I was a physician, you probably wouldn't know. So that's, I just needed to have that positive community for moms. That was important to me. Yeah. I think that is just a great transition from being in practice and a lot of being a pediatrician, I'm sure is dealing with parents and mostly moms because moms are the ones that bring them into their appointments. So being able to add that it's almost just that extra layer of support where you're supporting the parent and you're also taking care of the child too. So I think that transition nicely and it still allows you to use your, your background, you know, your, your career that you've invested so much time and energy into and that you have a passion for it and it allows you to just use it in a different way. Right. And so when I'm talking to my nurses and my healthcare professionals, it's asking them to think outside the box, aka the hospital, when it comes to figuring out different ways that you can serve others. Because what I think you're doing right now is so impactful because when you're in the clinic, like you mentioned, you're rushed, you're tied back in strengths, you need to see X amount of patients, and you don't get that quality time with your patient or with the parent. And so I think you're serving so many more people in this way. Mm -hmm. I think 
that it all ties into just following your heart and listening to that calling that God had placed on your heart to come home with your children. Yes, it's scary leaving that career, but I think that his plan is always bigger. And by stepping into that, now you are making such a bigger impact and you're still being able to use your skills. You're just using them in a different way because the online space is so big and you can serve and impact and help so many more people in the online space versus a 12 hour shift at the office or whatever that looked like an eight hour shift, nine hour shift, whatever. So this way it just kind of opens up the opportunity for you to be able to step into your calling, to be able to serve and to be able to make that impact. And ultimately that's what we're all here on earth to do, right? Is to serve and make an impact. So I really love what you're doing. And I think it was so brave of you to transition from being that pediatrician in a stable career to coming home, listening to your heart, to being there, making your family a priority, to then stepping into the entrepreneur space where we're trained in the healthcare field. We go to school, we learn all of our skills, we're taught how to, to take care of people. But when it comes to being an entrepreneur, this is something that you don't go to school for. This is something that you don't take a class for. You don't have a clinical class for. This is just like a learn as you go environment. And so it's really a mindset shift for us because we are so used to just clocking in and just repetitively doing what we've learned in school. And so, so brave of you to venture out into that space and to be able to just trust God and know that his plan is bigger and you're just taking it one step at a time and just, you're having that, you're trusting and having that faith that he will make it all work out. So that is awesome. I love what you're doing and um, we're going to wrap things up. Do you have anything else that you would like to share with my listeners before we pop off? I just want to say that being a mom can be lonely. I totally understand (laughs) that. And that is my other and overwhelming. I mean, that's what, so my passion is just to help get clarity and confidence for moms in their motherhood. I mean, it's a journey and we're all learning. I have made plenty of mistakes of my own. (laughs) I am doing this, you know, with everybody else. And um, you don't have to do it alone. And I think that's important to realize. And I think moms have a hard time with that because we think we should know how to do everything. We should just know how to take care of our kids, how to feed our kids, how to be in charge of our families and keep our families running. And it's not always that easy. And asking for help is absolutely okay. And that certainly has, I mean, this also helps me to be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love being you know, connecting with other moms. So it's even helpful for me. So don't, don't feel like you're alone. Yeah. I was that overwhelmed mom, especially when my boys were little. I have a husband who travels, he's a pilot. So when he's working, he's gone. So I'm a part-time single mom some of the times. Mm -hmm. And so when they were really little, I didn't have that community and I didn't have that support. And I felt guilty for sending them to daycare when I had a day off. I always felt like I needed to be home with them, but then that didn't give me any time to myself. And so it was like this like vicious cycle of just this overwhelm and stress and drinking way too much wine. Is it five o'clock yet? Just trying to get through my day. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel like if I had a group of support around me, even in the online space, just to be able to connect with, I think that would have been a game changer. 
And I know a lot of moms are in that um, and experience that mom guilt and especially being in healthcare because you're a lot of times working those longer hour shifts. So you're missing them wake up. You're missing all day long. You're missing them go to like, they're probably, in, you know, if you have littles, they're in bed by the time you get home. So you're missing out on a lot of that. And I think just being able to have a community to plug into and have someone that has the experience and that is actually a mom as well that is relatable and is really on that journey with you. So that's another big piece I like about this community that you've created because you are on the journey with them. And so you are relatable. And I think people really want that connection. They don't want to feel like they're getting advice from someone that has it all together because you're saying, I don't have it all together. Like there there are times I mess up, but we have to be intentional about just doing better next time and really just kind of supporting each other through this because it is hard. I have an amazing husband that realizes that being a mom is the hardest job in the world. (laughs) So I get a lot of support from him on that end of things, which I know a lot of stay at home moms actually don't even get that piece from their husband. They think that they, what do you do all day? And it's like, well, I have multiple kids that I have to keep alive. Um, that's what I've been doing all day, yes. you know? <laughs> so being able to connect with other moms that get it and that understand, I think is just an amazing part of this whole group that you've put together. So I love what you're doing and I am so thankful to have you on today. I think that as listeners hear your story, I think they'll be inspired to just kind of follow what's on their heart and know that God has placed it there for a purpose and that you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be like, you have to trust and you have to be faithful and you have to just do what is best for your family and listen to that little whisper from God saying, it's okay. You just have to take one step at a time. And then, you know, look at your story and, and see like how much bigger impact that you're able to make because you followed your heart. Yes. I have pivoted multiple times in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never thought military either. So military deployment, multiple moves, kids, marriage, all these things. And so, yeah, I think what you're doing too is very good because I was in that space struggling on my own and also thinking, what are people going to think of me? Right. Like I did all this stuff and they're all proud of me being this physician. And, and, you know, then I quit, but Mm -hmm. you can't really think of as quitting, you know, think of it as pivoting. And it certainly was something that God laid on my heart. So Mm -hmm. I was a very, um, you know, once you make that decision, once you realize it, I was a very much at peace. And I think that even though pivoting is scary, a lot of times we need to do that multiple times in our life. So don't, don't automatically ignore those little voices or what he lays on your heart. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you have that peace, that's your confirmation. Like mm-hmm. this was the right decision. Yeah. Just transitioning and pivoting and learning and all of the things growing. And that's just the journey. And mm-hmm. I think that we have to really bring it back to God and be centered in his purpose for our life and not get caught up in the identity of being a nurse or being a physician or whatever that is, like your identity is found in Christ and not your career. And so I think that a lot of people need that heart check. And I think once you get it right, then it, it just feels, it feels right. It feels better. You're no longer struggling with the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm when everything is aligned the way it's supposed to be. You have that sense of peace and that comfort, and you just know in your heart that you're in the right place. 
Yes, that's very true. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Katie, for coming on today and sharing your story with us. I, uh, I'm very grateful for you and all that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.